Hello everyone. Grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Thursday, April 16th, and this is Ruthie Kim in for Dave Lomas. This week I read an article called The End of Status Quo. In it, the writer interviews Rebecca Solnit regarding her book, A Paradise Built in Hell. The premise of the article is that the current crisis our world is facing has disrupted the status quo, or business-as-usual manner in which we generally live. It has literally upended all the things that up until a few weeks ago, for those of us here in San Francisco and in many other places, were agreed upon norms or accepted ways of living. We used to wake up and ride crowded trains as part of our commute. We'd meet friends, shake hands or hug, Every day we'd have productivity goals or social plans and a sense that we had a level of control over our lives. Solnit says that the status quo perpetuates itself by convincing us that change is inconceivable, impossible, and unnecessary. And then suddenly it becomes conceivable, possible, and necessary. And that this is the biggest illusion that gets shattered in these moments. Moments like the global crisis we're all facing right now. The idea of a disrupted status quo certainly resonates with me and perhaps with you too. A way of living that simply didn't seem possible just a couple of months ago is now our day-to-day experience. Everything normal has been upended. We work from home or perhaps some of us no longer work at all. Our kids are with us 24-7. Grocery shopping requires so much more time, whether online refreshing our browser hoping for a much-coveted delivery slot, or in person just waiting to get into a store. Birthday parties are now drive-by celebrations or online Zoom gatherings, and the neighbors who we used to stand and chat with on the street are potential carriers of a threatening virus, so we hide behind our masks. None of us saw this change coming when we welcomed in the new decade. The status quo has ended. The question is, will it be back? And do we even want it back? No doubt there's a lot we need to be restored. We all want human touch and connection. We're longing for the freedom to leave our homes. We miss our coworkers, our paychecks, and the normalcy of what was. We definitely want those things back. But there's probably also a lot we're realizing we'd rather not recover. This week I was talking with a friend and we started listing the normal things we know we definitely don't want back. Busy schedules, overcommitments, and the exhaustion of being stretched too thin. That's a part of the normal that a lot of us are probably realizing we're okay to leave behind. And for those of us who call ourselves Jesus followers, I think there's a deeper invitation to leave some things behind and embrace a new normal in this season. Church planter and author Alan Hirsch states that not much that is good or creative generally emerges from business as usual, and that, in fact, we may need to be delivered from the normal or pedestrian. I've been pondering his words regarding this kind of deliverance, in light of Passover, Easter, and the resurrection. 
What kind of normal do we need to be delivered from? How have our Christian lives become pedestrian, dull, or unimaginative? And maybe it's more than just our schedules that need adjusting as we look towards the future beyond this virus. Maybe our spiritual lives need a new normal. Perhaps they need a resurrection. Could it be that somewhere in the midst of all our grief and the uncertainty that plagues us, God is at work? Resetting the church, reconstructing her to be so much more than business as usual, to live beyond normal, commonplace lives. They're just like the early disciples who would never be the same after seeing a resurrected Christ, that we too are being invited into something new. After all, what was more status quo than death? Up until that point, for the most part, when things died, they stayed dead. But if this person, this Jesus, could upend and disrupt even death, what else may be possible? What other ways of living that once seemed absurd would now be part of their day-to-day experience? Before Jesus' ascension, he instructed his disciples to gather in Jerusalem to wait. In Acts, we learn that they were all together in one place. This wasn't the first time they'd been waiting behind closed doors. We read earlier in the Gospels that after Jesus' death, they gathered in hiding. Now they gather to wait. And it's in this posture of waiting that the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of them, God living in humans. Certainly not business as usual. I believe it's possible that in our waiting, God wants to meet us. That as we position ourselves towards Jesus, anticipating his new life, even in the midst of grief and uncertainty, that we will encounter a new normal. Jesus, meet us in our waiting. Meet us in the unknown. Meet us in our grief. We look with anticipation to you. Amen.